welcome to Inspired Voices, the podcast that brings you the most inspiring voices from all walks of life. Today, we have the honor of welcoming a true visionary, a leader whose integrity and dedication has propelled him to complete success. Our guest has not only built a six-figure company, but has fostered a loyal client base with the testimony of his unwavering commitment to success. And that's not it. Our guest's impact extends beyond the bounds of his business. He has created a life that is not just about personal success, but is also about leaving a legacy for generations to come. He embodies the very essence of what it means to be an inspiring voice someone who has turned their dreams into reality and who is now inspiring others. So without further more ado, please welcome Levi to the hot seat as our very first successful business leader on Inspiring Voices. Thank you for having me. My name is Levi Wallace III. I, uh, I own a AC and heating company, also a general contract. The name of my company is All-in-One HVAC Pro. I have an LLC that's LW3 repairs, and then uh, separate from that is also all-in-one home repairs. I own a, a small motorcycle uh, customization company that's three-wheel customs. Oh, really? Is that what you do on the weekend? Yeah, on the weekends when I have time, when I when I when, when I get a spark of energy, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go make this for a motorcycle or you know something like for a Houston event that's coming up in Houston called the Houston WAP. And so uh, we getting our motorcycles ready, uh, go down there, uh, three wheel motorcycles to be exact, Can Am, Spiders, Rikers. You know, uh, after in my company for so long. Um, I started trying to venture out to see what else do I like because I put so much of my passion and energy towards that one thing. And then uh, I, I followed my uh, passion that I always wanted to ride a motorcycle. So I saw a three-wheel motorcycle that was new, innovative looking and stuff like that. So I said, let me uh, let me uh, try that. And then once I got on it, uh, my mind just started spinning about what I can make for it to make it look like mine. <laughs> so from there, I started just making it and making stuff, making stuff. I get inspiration two in the morning, get up, go in the garage, whip something up. Ah, uh, no, nah, that's not right. I'm feeling sleepy. I go to bed, go to work, you know, <laughs> three weeks later, here we go. And then people will see me and say, wow, that's, you know, that's cool. Or I like that. Or can you do that for me? Or where'd you, I think the most common was, was I always got was, where did you buy that from? And so when I started hearing that multiple times that people look at my stuff and say, where did you buy it from? Then I knew, Hey, this could be a side business because I didn't want to make it into a full business, but if I'm going to do it, you know, I got to make some money with just the entrepreneur spirit. So I was going to say, isn't it funny how your, um, your, your hobby that you're only doing to kind of, you know, sidetrack, not working ends up being a business that usually yeah. happens to me as well. That's the one thing about entrepreneurship that I love is that you really get to follow your passions. And if you put enough time into it, you'll be surprised on, on what it can actually, you know, become. I'm still struggling finding, you know, something that isn't working. I always start something and then end up feeling I'm, I'm, I'm turning into a business. It's, it's a habit of mine. I've noticed that over the years, you always are uh, inspiring people. You have you know, younger people that you, you're trying to teach your business. What's your motivation trying to teach someone your trade when you really don't have to? I care more about passion than I do about a job. Uh, because I know for me being young, starting out, that was a, a that was a huge thing for me that I knew early on that if I wasn't passionate about it, it wasn't going to happen. I care about them finding their passion and giving them room to find their passion. 
So that fuels me to try to train them and show them. But I want to be able to discover their own issues and work through those. I think it's important for people to show up in the world, be it the world globally or the world as far as our circle of influence, however they choose to show up. I think it's it's important not to shape and mold them unless they want to be shaped and molded. What sparked um, the entrepreneur and this this passion that you have to really you know, find your own way and make something beautiful from that. What, what, what drove you or what snapped as a kid or what age did you start, you know, having these ideas that this is what you should be doing with your life? You know, I knew I needed to uh, have my own business because nobody was going to, was going to let me in, if you will. Um, In the, in the trades industry, it's pretty much a mentorship. Somebody has to teach you and show you. And everybody that was around me, I was um, too fast for them mentally. Like, when what they were trying to master, I was, okay, I got that. That's done. And, and, and no, I got that perfectly. That's done. And, you know, you hear a bunch of, well, you can't do this and you can't do that and, and you're not ready to do that. And, you know, the entrepreneurial part, because I wanted my own space to be who I wanted to be and do what I wanted to do. And there was nobody around me that was an entrepreneur that could that could say, hey, this is what you're doing wrong. And so as a young person, you know, you think you know it all. So you're like, how am I listening to them? And they don't even, they go to work every day. And, and no, no slow nobody goes to work. But, you know, I wanted to, to build stuff and make stuff. I, I knew that that's where my passion was at. I had a um, teacher, Miss Antoinette Wyndham. She was um, at Skyline High School. And um, I always had an issue with paying attention. She was like, hey, why are you why are you drawing on the back of your uh, assignments? Why are you drawing on the table? You should be listening. That was you. Yeah, that oh, was wow. me. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and so I was like, uh, hey, uh, you know, I'm I'm drawing stuff that I want to build. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah. And she was like, so, so what do you dream about? And I said, depends. Everything from anything that moves or is motorized, that's, not me- that, that, that's mechanical, that's not manual. And so from there, um, she challenged me to build a piece of furniture for her. And uh, I messed around for a whole semester. Didn't want to do it. It's too much. It, you know, nobody, because none of my friends knew this about me. You know, I'm, I'm I'm the typical, yeah, I go play basketball. We go hang out at the park, you know, whatever. But I was a kid always fixing everybody's bikes. I was taking bikes apart, putting two or three bikes and making one bike. You know, spray painting bikes all, all as a kid. And so, uh, and then my home, if something, if something broke, it stayed broke. You know, it didn't get fixed until we figured it out. And so, um, she challenged me. She kept keeping it up there. And then uh, I actually built her a piece of furniture. And I didn't have saws and stuff. I, I, I had a, a old rusty handsaw, and I had um, some nails that I would take out of furniture that was thrown out on on the, on the curb. And I would take the nails and screws out and re repurpose them. And um, I built the I built the end table for her, and when I built that end table for her, um, I brought it to her house, and uh, when I set it in, in her living room, I thought she was gonna put it like in the garage or something like that. She's like, "No, put it. That's nice. Put it right here behind this uh, couch. This would be a nice, nice, nice place." And so she put it there with her furniture, and then she paid me sixty bucks for doing it. And when she gave me that money for something that I I created. Uh, it was, it was, my mind was, that's what lit the match. I always say that's what God used to light the match. And from there, I was just, 
I was just on it. Like even the friend who 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 uh, took me to take the furniture over her house, mm-hmm. he was actually true true story. He was actually wanting to talk to me about dating the 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 girl that I was dating that he felt I wasn't treating her right. And so, and so the whole, so he, he did it to get that a long time to say, man to man, Levi, you know, I want to, you know, you're not treating this, you you don't pay no attention, you know, you're not interested. And And so on the way back, he was telling me and I was like, look, dude, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, I'll leave. And he was like, you just going to do it like that? I'm like, yeah, you want me to break her with her and then you come in, you want me to talk to her, you want me to, you want me to introduce her? he was like, you know, and I didn't, like, this girl. I, I didn't even care. I didn't, I, my mind was, I'm seven, I'm finished. I was just, I was, I'm 17 and I'm being pressured by everybody. What you want to do when you graduate, what you're going to do when you grow up. My, my other siblings, they have, you know, plans for them and nobody actually saw me. Nobody saw me moving in the shadows. Nobody saw me working. Nobody saw me. Uh, for what I wanted to do, and it wasn't the traditional path because you don't go to college to be a to be a a um, contractor. You know, you gotta get in get in the field, learn the trade, and build up the skill. Then mm-hmm. once you work on your craft and you hone in on that, then you gotta build up the actual speed to compete business wise with you know with everybody else in the world. And so, uh, you know, nobody saw me. So he was just like. It's just that easy, Levi. That's what I'm saying. He was mad. He was. I saw he was passionate about it. But in my mind, I gotta figure out how I'm going to do this for a living, like, like, because this is what I want to do, and I know I right want to do this. Yeah, and I know, and and, and I remember people are going to not like it. They're going to think it's stupid. I don't even know how much money it made. I mean, I could care less. Like I, I heard all the naysayers, and I could care less. And so, um. On the way home, I was just like, please stop talking to me about it. I, I just wanted him to, to, to just move on because my <laughs> mind was running 100 miles an hour. And then, uh, you know, uh, he dropped me off. I think I forget how we actually made it happen, but I think I actually just, uh, I saw her the next day. I just, I just like, look, it ain't, it ain't working out. But, you know, Jose is awesome, you know, and I think you should give him a shot. <laughs> but from what I learned later on, I think he was already speaking to her, so she was just, like, shocked. But I think they knew each other or whatever. And then, you know, I, I met him, like, like what, five five years ago? I ran to him at the uh, store. Mm-hmm. He was a contractor, too, doing doing audiovisual work. And uh, they're married with three kids, <laughs> so oh, wow. it was it was destined to be. It wasn't for it wasn't it wasn't for me to be, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, I, I, you know, it, it just wasn't. It just it just I just knew this is what I wanted to do. So I went home. Um, I started trying to figure out how do I make this work. You know, you get the whole thing. Like my dad's kids was the next up to go to college, so you know I'm the first male that's that's finished to uh, take on that that from his side and you get all these uh pressures because the problem with that is that people tell you to do something but they don't tell you how to do it so and what i what i mean by that to be um actual pacific is people will tell you you need to know what you want to do by this time you need to know what you want to do when you uh graduate you need to know what do you want to do but they don't they don't nobody tells you how to find that out and so i didn't know how to express that in words so my sister was going to school to be a lawyer. My other sister, they're already planning for her to be a journalist. And I'm and I, I'm sitting in the middle stuck. And I'm like, well, how did they figure that out? And so when I realized, well, 
they like this. And so somebody just said they should do that. Well, I like this, so I should do this. But this ain't good enough for us. You know, this is not right. You know, I had family that that helped raise me that was totally against what I was doing initially because they couldn't see the vision. I don't know how to paint a vision. I just know what I see in my mind. And I just know that I can see myself doing it. And uh, that's what I want to do. Like, like lose or fail, win or win or quit. You know, I want to do it. And so I just set on set on that path doing it. Then I think um, probably right, probably about some months later, um, I had a book assignment about what you want to do when you graduate. This was a different class, so I did the book assignment. I actually did the book assignment, but I just you know copied something. I didn't I didn't put any work into it. One of my friends got my paper, put his name on it, turned it in. I go back and recopy the paper, turn it. He just says, "No, this is Devon's paper. This is not your paper, and you uh, copy." And so I was sitting there like, I can't believe this sucker, you know, because he didn't have his paper. And, I, and yeah. he told me he didn't have his paper. Oh, and he was man. just saying he was just going to uh, skip on that whole thing because he didn't know what he wanted to do neither. But I'm acting like I don't know what I want to do, but I know I know what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, just the whole kid thing, you know, sharing, sharing it. So I went home and had to redo it. I went back to that same teacher who, who, who paid me for the, you know, for the uh, function. And I told her the problem. And she, she, she was like, well, Levi, you need to research that. Don't research what you don't want to do. Research what you want to do. There's there's contractors who make money fixing things. And I was like, they, they have contractors? Like I didn't even know that, that existed. Uh, I don't remember the book I read. In order to maximize the, the, the amount of money and, and in order to, to uh, make your own rules, you're going to have to be the owner. Most people get into contracting through uh, just learning, learning the actual trade. But if you want to be be great at it you're going to have to be the owner when i read that paragraph i honed in and i'm somebody who who they who i was told my comprehension skills were horrible uh my attention span was horrible when i read that i understood what it was saying i'm going to be a business owner so then i read a book about that and did a whole did the whole book report about being a business owner and starting a business about 22 20 yeah 21 22 i hit this this uh hard spot with the business and um, I learned I needed I need I needed working capital. That that word kept coming up. I remember reading that when I was doing the research paper. So I went to my mom's closet, dug up that research paper that I had, and then found some books that I didn't turn in that I couldn't find for the life of me when I was in school. But <laughs> but uh, took found that and followed that research paper because in that paper I had did a business plan, and so I I followed that business plan to the T because I couldn't get any funding from the Urban League and all these places, and I had other other issues. Uh, but I fought that to, to the T, and that allowed me to be no, no debt in my business, uh, 100% owned, owned the company, because I didn't know about debt. And that's how I was able to amass the company I have and the things that I, that I own um, off of that that uh, that business uh, plan but all that came from just being young and being in school so i started at 17 and i'm 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 i'm, I'm 42 years now so i'm 24 plus years in business and um you know just doing what i want to do the way i want to do it was very very important to me it was very very important to me and that's why i say it's important for the kids behind me to show up however they show up in this uh, space they're not going to do it like me and there's nothing wrong with a vision as long as you have progress behind it 
in order to have progress behind it, what pushes progress is, is actual passion. And so that's when nobody's looking, when nobody's telling you to get up. You know, I, I was 18, 19 years old, you know, going to people's houses to do repair work when um, their kids are the same age. And they're, and they're like, they're telling me, I can't believe that you're here fixing this. I can't believe that we're going to depend on you to solve this problem that, that we got. Right out of high school, you jumped right into what you knew you're supposed to be doing, it sounds like. Or did you did you go right into AC? I started out as a handyman, and I I um I knew I needed to build up the actual trade. So one of my plans was to work for customers for free. So right out of high school, being a senior on the weekends, you know, I was fixing stuff at, at my parents' house, at family members' houses, at my friends' mom's house. They have a problem. Hey, man, I, I can fix that. You know, and people will give you a give you a shot. You know, they think that you're a kid. You ain't gonna do much. Then you fix it. And it's like, oh snap, he fixed it. You know, um, I was reading books. I was I was I was contacting the manufacturers of products and saying, hey, how do you do this? Like, you guys got this this brochure in Home Depot. How do you actually do it? Back then, it was payless. Cashways, they don't have that anymore. What is that? Payless pay, <laughs> pay cash. It was a hardware store. So, you know, um, uh, all of my free time was cutting and making and an uh, actual building and stuff. In the Christmas time, I asked for for uh, actual tools. I didn't want any presents. I didn't want. I used to tell people, if you can't give me a tool, then don't buy me socks. Just give me the money that you spend on the socks. Because when everybody gives me all, gives it all together, I may have a tool. You know. So just yeah, you know, just doing that, trying to work wherever wherever I possibly could, um, just to just to get started. Then um, my uh, one of my aunts, a a, a tree fell on, on her home during a storm. So during my senior year, doing like like Christmas break, spring break, all that, uh, I was over there fixing it, fixing it back. And once um, you know, once they saw how I fixed it, uh, that's when you know. Yeah, because I, I got stuck up under the house. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so yeah, so she, she wanted to call. I think she wanted to call 911 or something. And I was like, no, 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 I called my grandfather. Uh, she couldn't reach him. And she called my uncle. My uncle came. And my uncle was like, you know, telling me, man, like, you really did this? Like, you, you did this bathroom? You know, you, you fixed it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was telling my uh, grandfather what, what actually happened to me and sharing it with him. And he and that's when he told me, um, he was like he's like, You need to start charging. I was like, No, nah, no, nah, Granddad, you don't understand. I have a business plan and I'm thinking I'm giving him some 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 game because he old in my mind. Nah, man, you don't understand. I got a business plan. I'm gonna do it for free, build my uh, skills up and then I'm gonna start charging. And he said to me, You have the skill. You're already doing it. Do not do another another job for free. Because there's uh there's money to be made out here and you are in a position to make it. And that translated to me that I had value because in my mind I didn't have enough value to charge. Nope, I'm I'm starting to, I'm starting to charge, and I I did have a job because I wasn't booming when I first started. So I'm doing handyman projects on on the weekends. Just kept on doing it and building it up. I went and got an associate's degree of electronics engineering of applied science uh, because I needed to have money for the business. And in order to have capital, I needed to get in something that was that was quick and fast. And that industry was starting to boom uh, and got an associate's degree from a, from a trade school and got a job in, in, the, in the electronics trade. And then once I got a job in there, I was making decent money every week. And I was pouring all that money into the business. Like I, I would have shoes that the sole was coming off the bottom and 
and I didn't care. People were like, I remember the girlfriend at the time. She was like, "Hey, Levi, why you just want to buy some shoes, man? You just you just bought a, a, a drill that I saw you buy, and it was a hundred dollars, and you could have bought a pair of shoes for eighty. Like, why 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 you just want to buy some shoes? And I'm like, because I need I need tools of the uh, trade. I'm trying to build up my my uh, tools, and that's just how my mind was. And so from there, I knew I wanted to be a to be a, a, a actual contractor that people hired. But you have to go through the handyman phase if you don't have anybody to just throwing you into the fire or, or just walking with you. You have to work your way up to there. And so um, I, I kept working my way up and I would add projects. So the way that the business plan went, if a part of it, if I didn't do that service, but I wanted to do it, if you allow me to do it, then I would I would only charge what the what the uh, tools cost for that job, the actual labor. I wouldn't even care about because I had enough other jobs that would bring me labor because I had my my day to day job. And then um, I built up my tools and then uh, I started adding a process. I would add this, add plumbing, add this, add. And I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that in in high school, I was in the building trace cluster. So in the building trace cluster, which they don't have anymore, I don't think, but I wish they did. You know, you learn plumbing, electrical, you learn all of those different uh, trades. And I, I had zipped through that so fast that I, it was a four-year program because, you know, college is, I mean, high school is four years. And I had zipped through that like in uh, two. So um, that kind of, you know, propelled me as well. And so um, I went from there. I just kept adding the processes together and kept on adding services, adding services. Then um, I, w- I fought to not be labeled as a handyman because that's how I started. So that's when I made the name All-in-One Home Repair. I wanted to repair everything in the home. I didn't want you to miss me with the, with the house. That was my goal. And so from there, I just started building and adding. And then in 2005, I had an an, an 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 AC guy that stayed next next door to my mom and and my dad and they would I would give him AC work and I with the exchange that if I'm giving you this work because I know I'm giving you money teach me AC well he 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 uh told me he was gonna do it but as I gave him the work he never produced he never put he never would take me and show me and he worked for an ac company he wasn't the the company himself this was on the side and so one day you know scratching my head don't have any work i'm figuring out uh um half saving and putting back money for rainy days i'm figuring out you need money to make money i'm figuring out um uh, I, I need to I need to calculate what the gas costs because i got work that i can go do but I have no physical gas to get there to do it. And the last job before that, I literally slept in my uh, truck at a at a at a truck stop because the gas calculation would be cheaper than me going home every day. And, and you know, it wasn't a bad sleep. You know, it, and I, I worked most of the time anyway. Like I would work nonstop. I never thought about I was I was I would sleep when I got tired. And so, you know, I'll be working two, three in the morning, like you, like you were saying, you know, not, not stop. And so, um, um, he, he knocked on the door. He was like, Levi, man, you've been great to me. This is our partnership is going to work out. You keep those jobs coming. And I decided to give you 10% of the work that you have given me just for this week. Well, I was like, well, I've been giving you work for like two or three months. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm fast on, on this money calculation thing because I need it. So he was like, yeah, but. 
I'm just I'm just starting this because that wasn't our agreement. Our agreement was, I say, for you to teach me. I finished his sentence. I say, you haven't taught me yet. He was like, yeah, man, because I work a regular job. I'm, I'm busy. You know, I'm so-and-so and so. So I was like, wow, you just going to take my my customers? He's like, that's why I'm giving you 10%. And he, and, and he gave me $100. $100. And so I was like, wow, man, $100, like, you know, just from telling him about people that are my customers. But then the following week or two weeks, he came back again. He gave me $300. And when he gave me that $300, I said, well, what's this? He said, that's that's the work you gave me for for two weeks. I, I'm, I'm late. I've been busy, man. I ain't had time to knock on the door. And, I, and I'm like, well, he's busy. And I'm sitting at home. And, and I need him to teach me. I said, well, take me on some of the jobs. And he, he was like, it don't, it don't work like that. And so that's when I said, oh, okay. And I went and sat down, and um, the commercial came on to go to school for AC, and I and I, I called the people, and, and I, I let them, I pleaded with them to get in the class immediately, because I knew I needed to do AC, because while doing everything was great, you can't break that financial barrier until you get an actual trade that has a license behind it, because in everything else, everybody can do it. So you need something that sets you apart that 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 uh, sets you apart financially you know people think about setting you apart that what makes you unique and different that's that's cool you need that too but you're also in the financial piece to that and so that's what i was missing and so i went to school and the the first teacher i had in school was a dud he didn't know what he was talking about Oh, no. Yeah, and so I'm sitting there like, hey, I know plumbing, I know electrical, I need to get to the AC, mm-hmm. and, and, and and this guy's not, he's not even teaching the actual syllabus, and this is my second trade school, so I know what to expect, I know that this is a high turnover rate, by the second quarter, nobody will be here, I'm like, give me the, you know, let's get to the bones, and um, my next teacher winded up being my teacher for the entire remainder of the, of the quarters, it was four four quarters to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was an entrepreneur too, so he was teaching school at night. And I credit him for putting me in the AC business because uh, he really put he really put me in through the grace of God. He what he did was he he had told me day one of his class. He was like, "Look, I heard about you trying to run people's people's class. You're not gonna run my class. I will kick you out." <laughs> so I was like, "Well, here we go again." Well, unbeknownst to me. You know, I started talking to him on the side, asking him questions. Now, I am doing AC, but I'm not doing it legally. I'm touching it, trying to figure it out. Customers customers would let me work on their stuff, even though I didn't know it, because I was upfront about it, and I built the relationship. So they like, you know, Levi, can, if, he, if he can try to fix it and he fixes it, then more power to him. I'm not going to pay what I got to pay for somebody else. I was charging, but not, not like uh, that. And so uh, what ended up happening was one day I'm doing a major remodel, open up a wall it has ac lines and we, we call them we call them you know refrigerant lines or we call them a line set well i knew i couldn't touch that because that's the part of ac i didn't know and so it uh, was a uh, refrigeration in, in a freon so I, I told i called the customer hey man i got some bad news we got uh, some uh, some hidden damage here and i don't like hitting customers with with hidden damage i think the whole hidden damages thing is a uh, a misnomer just to charge more more money in most cases. It puts the customer in a bad position, but it puts you in a financially great position. Any mistakes you've made financially when you bid out of out of a job, those hidden damages are gonna make all that come to 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 uh to uh, profit. And so I just said, you know what? Uh I called the customer, told him, he's oh man, no worries. My best friend owns his own AC company. He will come out tomorrow and he'll figure it out and we can keep moving. I said, Great. 
Well, I go to, I'm going to school at night from six to midnight because I'm working in the day because my actual company was a full running company. I got, I got work stacked up, you know, by, by now. And I'm about to meet another AC guy. And I want to make my impression because while he's coming to fix this, I'm going to totally watch. I'm going to ask him to, you know, help me. So this guy shows up and he gets out the truck and I turn my back to him because I, I, I'm, I don't want to just see him straight up. I want, I want to like him to, to like, like see me first and me get to it all. So I turn my back to him. He said, hey, Levi. So I turn around like, who calling my name? And it was, <laughs> and it was my school teacher. Oh, yeah, wow. and so he was like, Ironic. he was like, "This is what you do. You yeah. the you the contractor." I said, "Yeah, I'm the con-. He's like, "You the contractor remodeling this whole kitchen?" But he walked in. He said, "Man, this is gonna be nice." He was like, "Wow, you should tell everybody what you do every day." I'm like, "Nah, man, you know." He's like, "Why you don't want to say you own the company, Levi? You know, blah blah." So I'm like, "Well, you know, man, it, it ain't funny. People got a lot of negative things to say, blah blah." And I'm I'm I'm, I'm pushing forward. I'm moving forward. And then uh, he pretty much was like, you know, that just made him take a liking into me from from my perspective. And he was like, man, this is awesome. So we walk in the house. He tells the customer, man, I know this kid. This kid's in my class. He's one of the brightest students, blah, blah, blah. And from there, he just would, uh, you know, you know, engage me in conversation. So those questions that I was asking that he was like being being surfaced about, he was really getting into the details about it. And we were really having conversations about fixing AC. And so, um, you know, I went to him with an AC problem. And I was like, hey, man, I got this AC problem. I don't want to miss this job, but I want to do it. And I'm going to have to miss a, a day of school. And he he lended me some of the tools that I didn't have. And then uh, I did the job, and I called him probably like 16 times. So <laughs> walk me I, through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, walk me through it. So once he walked me through that that uh, that that uh, that uh, job with no problem, I literally started calling him all the time, and he I, I like adopted him as my mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he used to tell me sometimes. Like I remember one time I was getting frustrated. I'm like, look, look, Mr. White. His, his name is Greg Greg White White's AC and Heating. He's I said, look, man, when I'm calling to ask you a question. I'm like on the spot, and you know what this is like, cause he he ran his business during the daytime. He was an AC coach in the daytime, and he he was a teacher at night. I'm like, I I don't got time for 15 million questions when I'm asking you, like just give me the answer. Yeah. yeah, but he was like, well, first of all, Levi, I run my own company, and I'm and I'm calling, I'm dealing with problems too, and I'm answering your questions in the middle of that. And he said, secondly, you know, I'm trying to trying to teach you, so that teaching that I wanted. This man was able to give it to me without physically being in my actual presence. And the way he did that was he would ask me questions. When I asked him a question, like if I said, hey, the unit's not coming on at all, he would, he would say, well, well, wh- what is the power rating that you're, that you're measuring? What is the so-and-so that you're, that you're getting? Well, I haven't done none of that stuff. Well, well, go do that stuff. I'm like, just tell me where to go. Well, he, he, he's asking me those questions because those questions, if I, if I answered those questions, I would find the answer. Mm-hmm. So that taught me to uh, troubleshoot and find the answer versus just saying, oh, it's this, oh, it's that. You know, in a lot of situations, you know, it, it's not like that. It's like, hey, it's this, fix it, you go. But, in, but in, when, you come, when it comes to AC, it's, it's um, mechanical, physics, and chemistry coming together in one. And so... You have to find the issue and then find why, you know, if, if you want to be good. And so uh, he, he taught me how to find why 
and he taught me how to find the issue. So it was sticking in my head next time. And so, so I started calling him and saying, hey, I got this problem. I've already checked. Boom, 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 boom. And he'll say, well, did you do so-and-so and so? And I'll say, yeah. Well, what does that tell you? Look at the information. In my mind, I measured. I didn't see a problem. Fine. No, you got to measure and then look at the data and then draw a conclusion and then start from there. And so that's, you know, tech tips that he gave me, troubleshooting tips that he gave me. And then from there, we're still friends to this day. Um, but, you know, that's that's how I got in the AC. And so I was blessed to have somebody that could uh, walk me along without physically being there, but just but just uh, speak to me and talk to me and then uh, giving me giving me some of the things that I needed. To, to be able to grow and that same year that I started doing AC more because of him um, my uh, profits doubled and so and that wasn't even the full year so when I when I when I saw that I knew AC was what I needed to hone in on because that was going to put me in the, in the six-figure mark and that sec in that second year I was in the six-figure mark and I was 26 years old and I was in the six-figure mark already just by adding AC. And then I tried to make AC take over the company after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're my AC guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, you said a lot of, of great things that really stood out to me. And, you know, I think one of one of the biggest ones that really sparked my interest, you know, everything was very interesting that you said. You know, the moment that you knew what you were going to do, you did it. Um, you know, a lot of people, they, they have these ideas and they have these passions and these sparks that, you know, they feel and they're real. And, um, right. you know, you have your, your anxiety, you have, you know, can I afford it? Can I this? All these questions of if and or but, but you still have the answer. You have the answer that you want to do something. You have interest in A, B, C, D, and you just got to act. Right. And, um, you know, that, that takes a lot of courage. Um, to just decide that this is what I'm going to do and do it. And that's what you've done. Yeah. And, and you, you've just, you've taken every opportunity. It sounds like that has come your way and have maximized it. You don't have to do it on a huge scale. You don't have to be the whoop the whoop of the thing. All you need to do is just, just do it. I don't care if it's in your garage at night when nobody's looking or in your cubicle or your desk or your, your bathroom or whatever. You find that uh, that place and you work that out between you and yourself and you will uh, come to a better conclusion of now I'm ready to produce this to the world to say I do this. But if you never get get uh, get us uh, started, how can you expect results? If not even on the team, how can you ask the coach to put you in the game? Mm -hmm. You got you got to first get on, get on, get on, get on the team first. What was your calling to to just do? Passion of wanting to do what I wanted to do. You know, you know, fixing on things is what I wanted to do. And um, the money, the money came as a result of the hard work, of the grind, of the of the never, never letting up that that all mistakes were lessons. They were they weren't mistakes. I think the word mistake belongs in situations where you knowingly did something wrong uh, and you did it anyway. But I think a mistake just because you messed up is not a mistake. It's an opportunity to learn, and there needs to be a word created for that because mm -hmm. that's that's what it is. And, it, and if you learn, because you can take a mistake and you can take a mistake and turn it into a learning situation, and then turn that into to a win. You know, you know. So I don't I don't have losses. I just I just have opportunities to win. Even when you lose, there's opportunity to win because as long as you're still playing playing the game, or as long as you're still engaged, you're going to eventually win. 
because you're going to learn from those actual actual mistakes. It wasn't the money. It, it, it was the passion to do what I want to do. That's why I tell people, follow your passions. Yes, you need a job. Yes, you need to, 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 to pay your bills. But follow your passions in whatever capacity that you can, because it's through your passions and you working through the nuances that you're going to find the courage. We don't always just have courage sitting sitting there. Courage has to be built. It has to be, you know, it has to grow. It has to start from someplace. So as you work on those uh, those things that you're passionate about, you will make time for the desires of your heart. So if it's truly a passion of yours, you will make time for it and you will start to grow in it. And you will start to build in it. But you in order to build that courage, to grow that courage, you gotta you gotta start it. You gotta be the spark. You gotta be the person. You can have a spark to light a match. But if you just hit the match there and just hold it there, it's gonna it's gonna burn out. It's gonna be consumed by too much oxygen or not enough fuel, whatever the case may be. When you get the spark, it's up to you to take the match and then add some fuel to it, add some air to it, you know. Add some some a, a burning source to it to keep it to keep it going. And if you keep it going, then you'll find the passion, and the money will come. The money will come because you'll be so passionate about it that you'll do a great job at it. And and and, and the money will come because people will value your services enough enough to be able to pay you for it or whatever you're offering. Because you can't see what others value. You can only see what you value. But I I, I promise you, when you put the passion first. That uh, that 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 passion will fuel you to to be good at it, and then being good at it produces value, and that value comes at a cost. That's why it's called called value. And no matter what the process is to get there, you just got to get there. Because once you win, you win. It doesn't matter, you know, you know how that goes. I think some people look at it like, you know, uh, it's taking forever to to get there. I always looked at life as this is not a sprint it's a it's a marathon but in the marathon when you're running there are certain times that you're going to uh, sprint to get to the next uh, level so there are there are sprint moments within marathons but you're either going to take the stairs or you're going to take the elevator and if and if you take the elevator your your kneecaps your your thighs your your, your breathing you won't have the muscles to maintain when you get to the top if you take the stage you're going to build up that muscle you need and when you get to the top you can stay on the top because you're built for this being being built for where you're at doesn't mean that somebody passed you down or gave something uh, to you being being built for it means i put in the work so just like i put in the work just like somebody else put in the work it's enough room for all y'all to be there in your own right showing up in your own way that's why you have multiple 7-elevens that's why you have multiple gas stations if, if if one gas station, if Shell said, hey, we're the premier gas station and nobody's going to buy gas from, from anybody else, that, that wouldn't be logically right. That's why you have a Shell, a QT, an Exxon, a racetrack all across from each other because because they can be great and they've done the work to be with that, but so has Shell, so has the other one, so has Exxon, you know, so has Valero or whatever, you know. So uh, uh, um, you gotta you got to have in your mind that that I, I'm doing this to get where I want to be, to to achieve what I want to achieve, and then the money, the the money will come. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, it, when I first started in real estate, I, I got put in a corner very similar to what you know you were describing. You know, I could go one way. You know, I can only take over a little area, a little part of town. I can only do you know residential. I can only do leases, and 
you know, I, I thought that was absurd, you know, complete absurd. And it's just um, you have to be a student. You, you have to be you have to understand that, you know, you're not going to be a boss right away. You're not. You have to, um, you know, put some skin in the game. You got to you got to hear other people talk and how they handle their business and take that and change it and make it your own. And and, you know, um, I, I totally agree with you. If you you follow your passions and what sparks you, what interests you and be true to that, um, it, it, it will pay itself back more than you'll believe on the money side of things. I know. In my real estate business, that's the only way I've been successful. My clients, past clients, people I've worked with, referrals, they keep me alive. And um, it's all because I follow my passion. So you've been in this business for um, quite some time now. How do you think your work has made a difference in other people's lives? You know, my work has made a difference because people are able to have a sense of trust they know I'm just not on the job, but I'm I'm honed in, I'm locked in, I'm going to give them the best that I have to give. Um, it's also helped people because I've been able to help people with situations that they were really stuck on, that they had serious issues with their home that was affecting their, their, their lives, their, their, daily, their daily living, that will allow them to move to the next thing that they want to do with their home or small business and not have to keep revisiting the same thing over, over, and over. Um, when I'm meeting with them, I'm not just meeting with a, a customer. I'm meeting with somebody who I have a relationship with, who I see them for who they are. And if they're telling me, hey, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm trying to do, you know, we're going at this without, with our hearts involved and not just, you know, you're going to pay me for a service and, and I'm going to make, make some money. So in, in February, where it was no electricity and no power across Texas, um, I was going into home, people I didn't even know, water up to my to my shoes and um uh being able to cut people's water off and say, Hey, get your water cut off to get the damage stopped. Being able to help people like that. Or people just having a sense of my home is being fixed. I put a lot of a lot of money and time into this and it's, and it's being fixed right with someone who stands who stands, you know, you know, behind their work. People don't realize how important it is until they need it that Having somebody who can fix something properly that you can depend on and trust goes a, goes a long a long way. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I I totally agree. You are you are who I turn to all the time. Thank you. What's your most meaningful moment that you can think of that you you're like, wow, this is I, I made it. I, I I wow. My mom was getting her 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 job was laying her off after um, eighteen years of business. They were laying off the department and switching over to something new. And they offered her a package that allowed her not to have to work for almost a whole year. So during that time, she was she was doing stuff that she wanted to do, like planting bushes and, and stuff like that. And I, and I remember seeing her and I was like, man, you just now get doing what you actually wanted to do? Like that, you hated your job. I didn't know how much she hated it, how much of a, of a relief it was. I'm thinking she's going to rush back to work. She wanted a break. And when I saw her taking that break, I was glad that she was taking it. But I was like, man, I'm already on my break. Like, 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 like I'm, already, I'm already doing what I want to do, and I don't want to do anything else. And she's just now doing that. And, you know, she, I think she was in her 40s at, at, at that time. So I'm, I was like... You know, I'm in my twenties, and I'm like, man, that that like, wow, like, like you 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 worked this hard all this time because my work ethic came from my parents. Give me 
you know, no problems about that. And I'm just like, like you worked hard all this time, um, you know, uh, and here I am doing it now. And I'm looking at what I need, what's the next thing. And I'm not taking time to enjoy the moment that I am where I want to be, you know, and, and, and then talking to other friends and other people. And then I started hearing all the noise about how much they hate their actual jobs. I mean, they can't wait till five o'clock to get off or four o'clock or whatever. And I'm and, and they're like, when you getting off? I'm like, when I'm done, you know? And then I, I realized that I'm not working. I'm not always working. You know, I put in a lot of hours, but it's actually selfish of me. And I, I've had to retract that some because I'm working when a customer is difficult. I'm working when a, when, a, when a problem is stubborn. I'm working when I got to do paperwork and, and write invoices and <laughs> receipts because I didn't get into it for the business aspect. But when I'm actually fixing and solving problems, that's not work to me. That's that's an investigation. That's a discovery. That's an educational moment. You know, you know, that's that's where I'm I'm breathing and I'm in my zone. So, you know, I don't work. You know, when you look at the time I leave my house or the time I pull up, there's probably a 16 hour gap there on most days. Uh, and then probably a few more at the house, you know, with paperwork. But um all of those 16 hours, I wasn't working. I was out meeting people, talking with people, solving problems, you know, doing things that I want to do. And so I've learned to take some of my time back. But, but you know, you know, um, that's when I realized it, it wasn't, it wasn't the money. It was just, it was just, just being humble that I'm in the, I'm in the position I'm in. I still got the rest of my life ahead of me. And I still do. I still got, you know, at least 20 more years before I can even say retirement. But, you know, I don't want to retire. I just want to not. I just want to do do it, do it not based on demand, but based on desire. I don't see you ever retiring. <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't imagine you being stagnant and yeah. you know sitting on a beach. Yeah. If yeah. you're on a beach, you're probably fixing someone's AC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or making something out of sand. <laughs> something, something like that. What do you think is the most difficult part of maintaining your passion in your life's work? Self discipline. Self-discipline? Yeah, without a, without a doubt, self-discipline. Because see, you go through a stage where you're, where you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to get there. Then once you once you get there, you're trying to get the bag. And probably for younger people, they're trying to get there and get the bag at the same time. But but you, but you're trying to get there, you're trying to get the bag. But then once you get the bag, now you can do it when you want to do it. And you're either going to do it because bills are in the way or because you want to do it. You know, keeping that passion alive. And then people will kill your passion. Situations can kill your passion. Um, so the self-discipline to get up and move and get it done, even though you don't have to. You know, even though, I mean, I could, you know, because of through the grace of God, I could, I could literally stop working for probably three or four months and I would, and I would be okay. You know, I could take a vacation and stop and nobody's going to take the skill I have. Nobody's going to, going to take it from me. It can't be beat out of me. It can't be removed from me. Um, so, you know, taking, taking that time to say, Hey, I'm still going to get up and I'm still going to perform and, and, um, produce you know, as hard as I can. I don't, I don't believe in the edict producing or doing it as hard as you can as you first did when you first got in. 
Because as I, what, what I've learned is as you're going through journey, everything is not the same. Change is constant. And so you're not the same person. The same things do not motivate you. Your motivations are going to change. And that's okay because change is constant and change is always good. Change, change is the railroad to evolution. And so, and so if you're, if you're not accepting change and, and um, you know, honing in on it and making your lane within that change, then, you know, you know, you know, you know change can, can beat you down and push you back. So self, the, the self-discipline to, to get up because every day ain't sunny. Every day ain't raining either, though. Every day, every day, every day is not windy, but every day is not a, 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 a cloudy either. So, you know, self-discipline, getting up, telling yourself to go, because everybody's going to congratulate you once they've seen that you've, made, that you've made it to them. But success is not money. Success is, is attaining the goals that you set out to, to, to obtain. That's what true success is. And that could be a, a different, look different, see different, and be different for different uh, people. So success is not the the money, the money, the money part. So once you, you know, if you have the self-discipline to get up, do what you need to do, and then it'll it'll shift to doing it for others, for your legacy and all that, and still still actually actually doing it. Now, you know, I want to get to a place where, you know, I could be out for six, seven months and, and, and not, ha- not have to worry. That's not realistic for me right now. But I don't want to get there so that I can actually do it. I just wanted to get there because the more ownership you have, the more freedom you have. You really have built, um, you know, an empire. Um, I've witnessed it over the years. You have helpers, you know, and they look up to you. You can see it uh, when you're working and they got questions and they're they're very attentive to everything you have to say. Um, What do you think is important to remember when you're pursuing your life's work? You can uh, shape to go and be whoever you want to be and how you want to be. You just got to put in the work. And so you just have to remember that whatever that looks like, however long long it takes, that's how long it takes and that's what it looks like. And you're either going to do it or you're not. So you have to remember that, 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 that uh, uh, hey, am I going to do this or am I not going to do this? And be, be true with yourself. If you're not true with yourself when you look in the mirror, then... Nothing else is going to matter or is going to work. It's all going to be a facade. You know, be true with yourself. Look in the mirror. Whatever you look in the mirror and see, whatever you don't like, you can change it. You just got to be willing willing to change it. And if you don't want to change it, work on why you don't want to change it so that once you're done with that step, then you can actually uh, 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 change it. But it's all going to start with you. It's not going to start with nobody or anybody giving you anything. All of my opportunities, I was I, I was in the moment, I was in the zone, and I was ready. I wasn't sitting there doing nothing. I wasn't sitting there saying, well, when somebody teach me, then I'm going to get in. Bun, Bun B, he said, Bun B said, said the stuff that you, you only get the stuff that you fight for. And, and, and the stuff that's due to you, you don't even reach. You only get the stuff that you, that you, that you fight for. So if you're worth it to, your, to yourself for any, for any reason, Fight for the things that you want so that you can get them. And anything that uh, comes to you by chance or, or, or luck, you know, they say easy come, easy go. Or you may hear real hustlers lose it but get it back easy. And it's not saying that nobody's not going to lose, but if you lose it, you can get it back because 
you've already built up the, the the mindset. You've built up the the actual emotion to get it done. So whatever you lose, you can get it back because you know what it takes to get it back. You got to get back in the gym. You got to get back to wherever. You got to get get to to get get back to those bases. You you would rather be in a position where you got to get back to something than be in a position where you're trying to get to something. It's always easier to get back than uh, to get. And they both require heart. They both require courage. They both require time. And they both require you. All that requires you. Nobody else. And the more you wait on people or the more you wait on situations, the more you'll be waiting. And, and then even if you wait on it and it uh, comes, when it comes, the level, the level of success or the, or the level of progress that you will see with that situation will be based on where you were, where you was at when it came. So, like, give you an example. When I got my first commer- major commercial gig, I wanted commercial work. I wanted commercial AC. I wanted commercial remodeling. When I got my first commercial gig, it, it wasn't, when it, when it came to me, I wasn't uh, ready. When it, when it, when it, when it came to me, I was saying, nah, I'm too, I'm too tied up with residential. I ain't got time for commercial. But the truth of the matter was, I wasn't ready for it because I was, I, I was actually scared of it. I wanted it. But when it, but when it came, I was scared of it. So when it came around, around again, I was still scared of it. But I did it anyway. That's where the courage comes in. You know, you know, I did it anyway. I said, well, I'm about to jump into this, and we either gonna sink or we are gonna swim. Uh, what percentage of your business now is commercial versus residential? Uh, yeah, about about forty five percent is commercial. My main, my main goal is to make it, uh, mostly. Mostly are all AC. Like we're at a stage now where we've separated. Our, I've separated the customers into two different, two two different categories. You're either a legacy customer, or you're a regular customer. A legacy customer gets services that a regular customer wouldn't get. So if you call our company, the only thing that we can provide you with is air conditioning and heating. But if you call our company and you're a legacy customer, you can get all the services that I've ever offered since I first got in got in the business. And, and and differentiating the two is my first step into the process of me of me doing what I want to do when I when I want to do it. So for those young people that you know they're they're borderline thinking, well, maybe I should just stay at this nine to job uh, nine to five job, or you know you know I, I really do have a passion in AC, um, but I have no resources. You know my bills are stacked up. I can't go to school. My time is limited. What would you um, advise them, um, you know, to do to start, you know, making moves towards um, hopefully being the next Levi? If, if if they're in that situation that you just named, no time, bills bills stacking up, can't go to go to a school. You're gonna have to list those things out, and you're gonna have to figure out what are you willing to sacrifice, because you're gonna have to cut something. It whether it's gonna be your sleep. Whether it's gonna be your bills, your way of life, um, make more time, remove some of that other time, you're gonna to have to sacrifice something. But what I what I went to school for for twelve months impacted me hugely. So what's what's twelve months to doubling my salary and tripling my salary and the sky is still the limit. There's still more in the industry that I haven't even touched yet that I can touch if I if I cho- chose to. What's a year? What what's twelve months? You probably be at that job longer than that putting up with crap or dealing with whatever you're dealing with. And if it's your passion, 
and you really want to do it, find a way to do it. Find find just like you found found those valid reasons. I don't like to dis 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 discount people's feelings and where they're at in life. Just like you found those valid reasons. Find find a reason of why you should do it and what you can do to do it. It's it's it's, it's not always about dropping something to do something. Sometimes it's about juggling more than one thing. You know, for four hours a day, I had to go to a, to a job at night, and on the weekends, I had to do remodeling and repairs. It, there, there was no way around it for me because I wanted my goal. I wanted the actual dreams, but I had to figure out a way. And life is not a straight up and down. Life is not straight up. You don't, you, you don't nose dive to the bottom, and you don't climb straight to the top. It's valleys, it's dips, it's swerves, it's curves, it's, it's turns, it's U-turns, it's turnarounds, it's, 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 it's a cutting across the field, it's slipping and sliding, it's all of that. Even when you're going down, you, you even if you even if you're slipping down, you know you're going down, you're going at the wrong 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 angle, you're making the wrong turns, but you can always make a U-turn. You can always turn around too, you know. So you're gonna have to sacrifice. You're gonna have to cut something. If you're not willing to sacrifice something. For what you want to do, then that's not your passion. That's that, that's just a dream, and, and we dream a lot of stuff. I mean, I know I do. I, I dream as much as I possibly can because dreams allow you to start seeing yourself in a certain way. You know, if you can't see yourself there, how can somebody else see see it for you? And how can somebody else get there get there for you? Just act. It's a matter of acting. And um, and not being scared uh, and just doing it because you're right. If you're not implementing and you're not making moves towards what you, you think is your passion, how can you call it your passion? And how can you thrive in that if if you're uncertain? I say we need to learn to do stuff when we're scared, because when you're scared, if nothing else, fear can motivate you two ways. And if you're doing something, even though you're scared to do it chances are you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna, you know you're gonna win at it because that that fear of, of losing you don't want that so no i'm gonna fight when i felt when i made bad financial decisions when i made bad job decisions hiring people or, or just just period i felt the I, I felt the reaper coming from my dreams and that fear i said no nah, not today when, I, when I'm on my motorcycle and I'm going off on the curb <laughs> and the motorcycle lean, lean, leaning too much or I ain't leaning too much, I say, nah, not today, not today. And so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to adjust so I can stay alive, <laughs> you know, same thing with the business or the company or the actual, actual dream, you know, you know, yeah, you got to be willing to sacrifice, man. Hard work pays off even when faced off against adversity or, or um, battling something, you know. The whole thing in life is to actually get in, get involved and do it. That's the that's the whole point of living living life, you know. And so you know you know you have to start somewhere. We gotta be busy about putting in the work, not looking for results without without work. And when you're putting in the work, if you're passionate about it, it's not always work. And don't do things that you're not passionate about. Because it will, it will be working. Eventually, it'll, it'll be, you know, it'll overcome. And it's okay to stop. It's, it's, it's okay to quit. Just pick up something else. Because you have to, the process to find out what your passion is is not going to always be, ooh, I got this. I thought, this is my passion. And bam, you realize, oh, no, this ain't my passion. Stop. 
hurry up because life is too short. Hurry up and stop and get to get to the passion part. Find out what your what your passion is and how you're gonna know if you don't uh, try. You know how you don't know if you don't try. So you just gotta get started. Try it. If it don't work out, figure what didn't work out about it. Can you do that? Can you fix what didn't work out about it? No. Okay, let's find a different angle, a different a different way. You know, a mouse. My my, my grandfather always tell me in a different light, but I'm gonna use it for this because it came to my mind. A mouse always eats two holes into whatever cubby or place that that that, that, that he, he he's uh, he's going into. There's one way to go in, and it's another way to it's another way to way to uh, come out. And so you have to think about that, like 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 what work are you gonna do to get to that place where you need to be, and what work are you gonna do to get out of that place that you don't need to be when you don't need to be, and that's situational. You know, I've had business deals that lasted for months, some that lasted for days, and some that lasted lasted for years. That's how a business is. It's it's. Nothing's guaranteed that it's gonna be there forever. That's why you get it while the getting is good. And I, and I always said, say this: do what you can, do what's hard while it's while while it's easy. You know, it was hard for me starting out, but it was the easiest time for me to do it because I was in my mom's house. It was hard for me. It was it was hard for me going to AC school and having a full looking company going from six to midnight. But but. It was easier doing it, doing it, doing it now than it, than it would have been in my uh, in my forties, uh, you know, or in my fifties, or or while I got fifteen kids, or whatever the case may be. And for those who who have that, you know, seize the opp- seize the opportunities that you have today, and grow from there. Very insightful, and um, I, yeah, no, definitely. Now I'm thinking, damn, I don't even know how to say bye, <laughs> Levi, on this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I planned I planned for everything but the outro. No, you keep doing it. Don't stop. The amethyst is like the most beautiful thing that this town has to offer anybody. They should <laughs> they should put you in a city magazine or something. But, but and you still kept the character of the, of the of the environment. And I just think that you know. Remember, I came in and saw it. When, when that, yeah, right? yeah, when that yeah. table was there, uh, the wall was peeling off. I mean, and you, and you, and I'm saying this stuff to you, and you're saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it." And I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's that, that's that passion, that's that motivation. Don't, don't, don't get in front of that. How can you help that? How can you be a part of that of that process? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, so no, nah, it's 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 um, no, nah, you keep on going. Don't don't stop. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, you 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 have the entrepreneur spirit. You have what it what it takes. Now, however you sound when you show up, that's how you sound because you're gonna show up as you. You're gonna do it as Brittany and and and, and Brittany's aspect and Brittany's uh, touch. It's not gonna be the touch of the person that you that that you see. The touch of the person that you may see is you doing what they're doing too. Yeah. That's the that's the touch. That's it. All the details of it and the nuances of it, that's that's you. And you want to come through this authentically as yourself because that's what's going to make it authentic. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and, and then when, when uh, Chloe is ready and she finds that, that, that passion, she, she'll hold on to it because she knows what that looks like. Mm-hmm. She, know, she, she, knows, she knows what that looks like. As a matter of fact, I think that this is something that my nephew is struggling from he knows what passion looks like, mm-hmm. and, and, and he, he he's too immature at his age because he's young. He's too immature to follow the passion because he knows passion is work. 
he he knows that hey, I gotta really take this take this seriously. I'm not ready to be serious yet. I still mm. I still want to uh, play the video games. Mm. I still like when I told him I'm doing a podcast. I said, man, I'm mean, even a podcast. Do you do you wanna you wanna come? Cause I know you into like YouTube and he has he has a mic that looks like this and stuff like that. He was like, yeah, I get I get up early for that. I said, oh, but you won't get up to go to work. Cause when he comes for work, it's like, uncle, what time do I gotta be there? <laughs> That's how he said, what time? All right, man. Oh, I'll get him to come for that. And then when it came time to get up. You know what I say? I, I told him this morning. I said, I said, see, you're not putting in the work. So you want to be a YouTuber? You want to be that? That's fine. I, I know everybody don't like YouTubers and they talk bad about it. That's what you want to be. That's fine. But you got to put in the work. Now, here's you as an opportunity to see how this goes firsthand. This person is in front of you. They're not behind you. They're in front of you because they physically doing it. They getting up and doing it. You you saying it's fun, it, it's fun to, to dream of, to think of it. I said, so find out where your passion is at and go that direction. Go the way that your blood boils. Don't, don't, don't go the other way. And if and if it's not, it's not. You know, but but that's okay too. Just get into where wherever it's at. Oh no, it is. I just overslept because you know what I did. I was on the video game. I said, yeah, you ain't ready. I said, but you keep on failing because one day you can turn this into wins. One day you can get up and say, you know what? I'm not gonna miss no more opp- opp- opportunities to. to to move forward in what I want to do. And now I, you know, and I think that we've had to work hard so that our kids can have. And since our kids have, we got to find that balance of how to, to, to get them to actually drive. You know, yeah. because, yeah, because if somebody's driving for them and the car is nice, then their minds, well, I, you know, I don't know the detail, but I'll be driving a nice car too. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it's just given. It's given. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think um, it, with the internet, with social media, yeah. with Hold everything that instant. kids are growing up, yeah, it's instant. that instant gratification. It's that instant feeling of yeah. oh, you know what? Oh, yeah. like, hey, you know, yeah. oh, getting attention here, getting attention yeah. there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah. what are you physically Substances. bringing? Yeah, yeah what, yeah. what is it that you are developing as an individual that is going to? Uh, push you. Yeah, that's right. It, it's not. It's not. It's not yeah, yeah. It's and, not, and remember, that's not, the best moments that they created. Yeah. That that was that was curated content for you to see. That's not how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, I, I, you know, it, it's sad with, it, it's, I, I'm all about technology, I'm all mm. about innovation, oh, yeah. I'm definitely. all about, you know, robots taking over the right, and, and, and the doing right certain way. tasks yeah. that I don't want, yeah. you know, to Yeah, because I'm right now, I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want them showing real estate houses, you know, I don't want them showing houses, but yeah, yeah. by all means, I mean, the, the innovation and where we're at right now, it, it is so exciting, it is yeah. so exciting, and it, I hope that people will look at these innovations and figure out how to implement implement them as tools because they're tools. Yeah. You know, these you know, the AIs that are created, yeah. you can make a yeah. your your speech better. You yeah. can you can yeah. you can create yeah. different things that yeah. will will push you. Not to say you should just be copying and pasting it, but you know, you should be still adding your own uh, your own ugh yeah, to the to, That's to right. the mix. Showing up how you show up in that mix, yeah. It's it, technology isn't supposed to, you know, just yeah, be the end all, end all that you rely on, and, and, yeah. and, and, and it becomes it's you. A tool. It's a tool that, that you use to to be better. Yeah. It's a tool that you use. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Your story is is one that needs to be shared, and um, you know, it's a, an honor of mine to have you being on the first podcast. 
And that's it for today's episode on Inspired Voices, a journey through career, leadership, and business. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.